As business owners, we're always looking for ways to streamline operations, reduce overhead costs, and increase profitability. Taking a new approach can seem risky, especially if it's unfamiliar and working remotely is no different. While it's important to know what you'll gain with remote work, it's even more pressing to know what you're losing right now. In this episode, we'll cover the many benefits of working remotely to find out if remote work is in fact efficient. Welcome back to Bootstrappers, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs scale their business fast with the power of remote teams. I'm Gwen Aspen of Anaquim, where we have helped hundreds of companies grow with remote professionals. In today's episode, I am here with Matt Tompkins, the president of Two Brothers Creative, and we're going to talk about whether remote work is even efficient. I know there are a lot of detractors right now who um, are saying that remote work isn't effective, that people are lazy, that they're not doing what they're supposed to do, that trust is gone when you have remote teams, and um, that you can't collaborate as well. I personally just 100% disagree. I... <laughs> I agree. Those people are probably telling the truth, but it's not because of remote work. It's because they hired people who they shouldn't have hired for the job. They were going to be lazy, whether it was in person or remote. And so you've given them an escape hatch now to just be even more lazy. It's, oh, it's pajama time. I don't have to care at all. I think who you hire and who you put in these positions is, I mean, that's first and foremost, um, which is something, you know, we are one of those hundred plus companies that Anaquim has helped grow fast thanks to the power of remote professionals. And, um, you know, when we started out, I didn't have a clue. We had Alberto was our first hire. And I think I hired him just after like a five minute interview, no job description. It was total wild west chaos. And to see the evolution and, and how, how we've kind of progressed as a company, thanks to, you know, honestly following your lead, listening to the podcast that we produce here for you, and then just being a client with remote professionals, Yes, it is extremely efficient, forces you to be efficient with your in-person employees, I think is the biggest secret uh, of them all. So I have a hot take on why, Ooh. yeah, you want to hear it? Hear on it. why corporations want people to come back to the office. I think we need a hot take graphic. Hot like take. Jingle. <laughs> it's the hot take with Quinn. <laughs> do, 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 do. So, okay, so corporations, I don't know. Have you ever worked in corporate America? Uh, I work for iHeartMedia, which is like the oh, largest a big corporate company. radio yeah, broadcasting company. Yeah. Okay, so there are a lot of people who should manage that are managers. And it's because of the Peter principle that mm. you, you uh, promote people to their highest level of incompetence. Well, corporations are full of these managers. So they were maybe really good at sales or really good at coding, and then they became a manager, and then they're just like mediocre, and that's why they're just like left somewhere in middle management. And so because the corporations have all of these terrible middle managers, they have to come into the office because they're so ineffective at making sure their people are excited about work, doing what they're supposed to be doing, and being effective and efficient. So that's my hot take. What there's do you the think? Peter principle, and then there's Paul and Mary principle. I'll add on to that. And that is that I also think managers, especially of a certain generation, we all do it to a degree. We hire what we know, what we're familiar with. And I saw this in radio. I'm like, I couldn't understand. Like, why do they keep hiring the same, like, 
56-year-old white guy who's like a manager from 1998 who does no clue how anything operates digitally, could barely figure out his email. Like It just never made sense. And I feel like we promote people to their, their highest level of inco in, 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 incompetence, but then we also hire what we know. So there's really no growth it's just it's a cloning experience it's like it's like the uh the royal family in england it's just inbreeding for like hundreds of years within corporate america so you see no new ideas you see no progress no real movement uh happening now in other sectors i think that aren't corporate america absolutely and they're kind of leading the charge against this old way of doing things and i think eventually i mean you tell me do you think corporate america's gonna hit a tipping point and they have to adapt and accept because they're just going to be losing too much money to ignore it? Well, I think the leadership teams, they're not gonna wanna be in the office. They're used to doing everything offsite and having fun and having flexibility. And so I don't think we're ever gonna go back to what they're prescribing right now because it's just not realistic. People mm. aren't gonna live their life that way. And there are too many great workers who just have other commitments. I mean, I'm in the sandwich generation, right? Where it's like we're taking care of our parents, we're taking care of kids, and it's like very stressful. The only way that we can make it all work is by cutting out that commute and also maybe some of the primping time to like get ready to go to an office where maybe if, if you don't have a, a big day in terms of like in front of clients, you can cut on the primping process. And that saves you a ton of time so that you can make your whole life work. Some other things that are just really efficient about uh, working from home. One is if you live on a, on a calendar that's like all Zoom meetings, you're going to start on time, you're going to end on time. So gosh, when I was in the office, the meetings would never start on time. People roll in when they want. So you're like 10 minutes in, still talking about the baseball game the night before. Yeah. And then the ending, I mean, if you have a talker in that meeting, yes. there's no like off button when they're in the conference room. Um, what, what's your cutoff rule, by the way, for Zoom? Like how long do you wait in a Zoom meeting before you just bounce and say, nope, going to have to reschedule? Five minutes max. Oh, mine's 10 minutes. I'm generous then. You are generous. Yeah. I'm but a five minute max person. Because if somebody strolls in late in person, you they've disrespected you. They don't value your time. So you know that. But now you have to still hold this meeting that now is going to eat into your next meeting and your oh my next God, part of the day. That's so true. And so Zoom allows restraints and buffers and, and protector, protectors for you and your schedule and your time. And I, I had this just happened last week where they were like, you know, 18 minutes late and they're emailing me hey can't we start now like no we can't right we can't um you can reschedule and because i'm not going to hop on zoom and do a 45 minute meeting with you when we only have 12 minutes left you know so i like the restrictions that zoom gives you the the freedom i also have to be careful that i don't schedule too many back-to-back -to -back zooms because that can be backfire and be exhausting you know and then also i think meeting structure is more important with zoom like in the office, sometimes there'd be an impromptu meeting. We'd think something's really important. There'd be a fire drill and we'd meet in an office and it was, I don't know, a very flexible agenda. But with Zoom, it's like, this is what we're talking about. And people won't come to meetings like Jeremy's big on this. Mm. If he doesn't know what it's for, he's going to decline mm. it. And so it requires more, I don't know, deliberateness. In, is, is that the right word? Yes. Yeah. Deliberate 
process to your meetings. And we, we have, everybody has a difficult client. This is actually a gift to help manage difficult clients. So we had one who in-person meetings would give us one set of instructions, come back two weeks later, yell at us for doing what they told us to do. But we didn't have any record because it was just, we're meeting in person. Oh. So I set the rule. I said, listen, from now on, a to me, you have to provide us with an agenda of what you want to discuss to make sure it, it maybe it could just be handled in an email, right? Which right. a lot of the meetings could. And then when we have the meeting, it's going to be held on Zoom. And they push back hard and I push back harder. I said, no, there's, there's no reason because this eats up so much of our time. It's stressful. It's frustrating for us. And I'm just tired of this back and forth. And it, it actually ended up working out where I think maybe there was a lack of respect that was reestablished by doing that. But Zoom gives you a, a transcription. You know, we use like Fathom, Notetaker, there's a lot of different AI platforms you can use. We have a written transcription or a recording of what you said. So you can't just go back and say, oh, I never said that. Well, no, you did. And, and that really has helped too. So there's a lot of different that creative ways you can use uh, you know, Zoom meetings in particular. There's also some data that shows that um, I think the study was based on bankers and nefarious activity of bankers went way down if they weren't in person. And I have managed, you know, we've had we have th over a thousand employees now over the years, you know, I've been in entrepreneurship for what, 16 years now. I totally think this is true because we've had so many remote employees since 2008. And there are so few times that we've had to deal with stealing or um, like HR, like sexual harassment, which can still happen remotely, amazingly enough. But um, like major integrity issues has been so few in comparison to in-person workforce. So I, in my own life, have seen the I've backed up the data mm -hmm. that has been shown with uh, financial people. I just don't think that you're in a situation when you're on Zoom, you're kind of in a better, you're more professional. You're in a meeting, you can be a little less professional when you're off meeting, but when you're on camera, you're just like on your best behavior and you're not gonna be you know, a jerk or unprofessional and you're not gonna have as many HR issues that you would in an office. You're adding uh, what we call in theater the fourth wall. So you're adding this this mm. lens, right? You're adding this this frame where now that's really the reality of it. So reality is it in person and I, I agree and I think this happens a lot with, you know, let's be honest, mostly men, uh, predominantly if maybe not all men in the workplace where that line gets blurred of like, oh, you know, Sharon's really nice to me or friendly or she laughs or brushes up against me. And all of a sudden, you know, that that's perceived as an invitation and when it isn't. And so, you know, I think that having that separation, I mean, you should even just try this. Just even if you're all in person, your entire staff, just do all your meetings on Zoom for like a month, have some structure and then see the difference, mm. you know, that it, 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 it puts in place. Because, I mean, that's a, a protection and. I think it helps the men and women, those guilty and those who, uh, you know, who are, you know, being, I don't know, victimized or just harassed at work. It, it has that layer of protection for both parties just so it doesn't happen, you know? It literally doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, for all intent and purpose. And I remember in EO, uh, I'm an entrepreneur's organization. I went to this global uh, leadership conference where all the people who are on the boards went and learned and we had to learn about sexual harassment in the group and they were like if you just don't touch anybody it's like 90 percent of complaints go away if you have a remote workforce there's no mm -hmm. touching 
So then you have no complaints. <laughs> like it's they're like, that's the answer. Just don't touch each other. Although I have to say, like when Gwen and I, when we have like our weekly meetings on Zoom, like the cat calling could be toned down just a little bit, you know, just to turn it down just a little bit, Quinn. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll try I'm more my than best. just, I'll try my best. I'm more than just eye candy over here. Okay. Um, okay. And so then the one thing is Matt and I were talking in a different episode about how sometimes in business you can make one decision that makes several other decisions for you. And in terms of efficiency of how your business runs, the number one decision you can make that will force the rest of the decisions to go in the right direction is remote work because you're gonna have, you have to be a process and procedure driven company. You at least have to have that as a goal because you you can't just overhear Chelsea talking on the phone over here and be like, hey, I don't like the way that that call set sounded. You have to have some processes and procedures in place to make sure people are doing what you're supposed to do. You have to have some accountability. You have to know what people did all day because I, stand, I mean, the truth is they could go walk their dog and sit by the pool and not do anything if you had no accountability. So you're going to have accountability in place. You're going to have um, uh, documentation. You're going to have the systems the different softwares that you need to be more productive. So rem having remote employees is the number one decision that you can make to enforce all the things that many of us business owners are not as excited about having. And when I first started out, it was just me in my basement of our house. And I had hired an in-person person. It did not work. Just kind of was a bad, bad choice, bad decision. And so I tried my first Anaquim remote professional, Alberto. And I was quickly made aware of all of the things I was like doing, I guess, poor on my part as a leader and as a manager, because I didn't have processes and procedures. And I had Alberto coming to me every morning going, what do you want me to work on today? I'm like, oh crap, I better come up with something. And, and so it was a really quick, accelerated, uh, forced learning experience where I had to do all those things. And, and I think that we have a lot of people like if Alberto had been in person, right, and just come into the office, he could just go sit at his computer and just, you know, play Galaga all day long, right? Just play video games. And you're never going to maybe talk to him or see him. When it's remote, he's coming to you saying, listen, I have to log my hours. They track their screen grabs. Like, it's it's legit here. I can't just sit here and, and play video games. It forces you to have a different mindset. And so that was like the first taste of like, wow, I'm really not holding up my end of the deal as a good manager or a leader of this company, even with just two people at that time. Yeah, it, it really does. And we see that at Anaquim, how managers like progress with their business and their discipline because they have remote workers. So I'm saying it, it really is true. It's the number one thing. So is it efficient to work remotely? I think 100%. I think it's more efficient um, than working in person. I think there is a place for working in person for strategic planning meetings, for holiday party, for more of like a pure social gathering that, I mean, it is true that that builds trust when you hang out with people and you play darts or um, do some kind of team building exercise that can make you feel closer and make you want to like maybe give the extra 10% for that person. But if the pr people are in Mexico, that's an easy, you know, plane ticket. It's easy to get those in-person meetings on the books once or twice a year. And that's really all you need. And then you gain all the benefits of having an efficiently run company and efficient employees doing what they need to do to get the job done. 
I am I am continued to be uh, impressed as an understatement by our remote professionals. So we have uh, Julia, Natalie, and uh, Estefania, and they are all very passionate, dedicated, dependable. And it's like every day they do things where it's like, I didn't see that coming. And it's like the, the little extra things you want, like a really good employee to do, where like you didn't have to tell them to do it. And they went out and sought out like, well, hey, maybe I should figure out this, or maybe I should go this extra step or this extra mile. You know, they, they, they wanna learn and take courses to get better at these things they're doing because they appreciate the opportunity to grow with our company and handle more responsibilities. And so me, you talk about me and my kind of transformation from where I described I was when I started to where I am today. And if you wanna get to a place as a business owner where you are just focusing on the, the vision of the company, and you are not tied down in the weeds of the, the day-to-day grind. Um, I was telling my friend this, uh, who's a, a business owner locally, and said, how much time do you spend on, on traction, EOS, and managing all these you know, remote professionals? I said, like one hour a week? Yeah. You know? I mean, would they have their daily huddles with their, their team and stuff, but one hour a week for our level 10, it's really not you know, that extensive. And I feel like I'm getting to a place where much lower stress, can enjoy That's the great. business can really do what I wanted to do in the first place, which was to innovate and kind of grow this idea and concept as a company. And I can pledge that it would not have been possible if not from Alberto to where we are today with the three um, you know, wonderful ladies who uh, work with us uh, through Anaquim. So do it, start with one, just start with one. Find your own Alberto, you know, <laughs> and start with one remote professional. And, um, and I think you're gonna really be impressed. You really are gonna be kind of blown away at the results you get. Well, thanks, Matt. And I mean, yeah, I've had so many wonderful uh, experiences with our remote professionals, and I appreciate that you have as well. I was paid a lot of money to say that, (laughs) though, just to be clear. No, I'm kidding. As an entrepreneur, you know that time is more valuable than money. So let us help you get more of your time back with our free 20-minute time-saving hack. The link to download this free PDF is in the show notes.